Do you ever find yourself getting snappy or angry with your partner or the ones that you love where maybe at the time it felt totally justified and inevitable, but later after that storm passed, you kind of just felt a bit embarrassed and regretful. Like maybe you said something in a harsher tone than you meant to or behaved in a way that later you wish you could take back. This is what we're talking about today. A number of women have wrote in to me wanting to talk about this habit of getting snappy with the ones that they love. And it's also a topic that comes up a lot in my private practice therapy sessions. So I thought that we should talk about this today. And what we're going to do is break down three reasons of why we're getting overly reactive with the ones that you love uh, so you can get more clear on what you might actually be needing in those moments and start to break this nasty, destructive little habit. You are listening to the Is It Me or Them podcast, and I'm happy to be reconnecting with you after the break over our holidays. If this is your first time joining us, this is a podcast for those of us who want to take responsibility for our half of our relationships and how we show up in our lives, but are tired of trying to clean up the mess on other people's side of the yard. I'm your host, April Boyd. I'm a psychotherapist and relationship expert, and you are in the right place if you want to be able to show up and speak up with more courage, confidence, and kindness, whether you're talking to the ones you love or dealing with the ones who drive you crazy. I'm glad you're here. So today, let's break down the three reasons of why we get overly reactive and snappy with the people around us. And I'm going to share some ways that you can start to really understand your needs better in those moments and stop swinging from irritability into apologies. So the first reason that I see as I start to unpack this with a lot of women and couples is If you were getting irritable and grouchy with people and it feels like that has escalated, it might be because you are living in chronic overwhelm and overdrive. Let me explain a little bit about what I mean. So oftentimes I'll be talking to someone and she'll tell me about how, you know, she seemed to just really overreact that maybe her partner, you know, left dishes in the sink again, or, you know, there's a small thing that doesn't seem like it's such a big deal in hindsight, but at the time it's like, there's just this surge of anger and frustration that just kind of lashes out. And it's kind of like this. I want you to picture a cup of tea. What happens if you continue to pour into that cup of tea once it is already full. It overflows. And I think we forget that we're just human. And so our own emotional systems, our own well-being works the exact same way as that overflowing cup of tea. When we are too full, when we are too overloaded, when we are overworked and living in overdrive, any small thing can feel like the straw that breaks a camel's back, right? So it might be a small request, a small interruption, a small frustration or annoyance, but in that moment, it totally overflows our cup. And so we end up saying something or doing something 
that, you know, makes us look like we're kind of acting like a crazy person because it's just this small thing, but our reaction is so sharp. And this is really hard because we can fall into this place of feeling a lot of guilt and shame. And it's really counterproductive for the people around us because they don't quite understand why this small thing is such a big deal. And so it can become easy for both them and us to almost dismiss what that issue was about and rather than treat it as a valid need. We can kind of land in this place of then just a lot of self-attack and dismissal and minimizing instead of leaning in to get curious about what is actually happening. So often when I'm talking to a woman in my therapy sessions about this kind of phenomenon, when we actually start to unpack these emotional outbursts for her, what I often find is a woman who is just really overloaded overwhelmed and doing her best to keep her head above water. So of course, any small thing added to her plate feels emotionally like it could sink her. And so of course, she reacts with some panic and some desperate heightened energy. Now, if you're someone who tends to have some anxiety that revs a little high, or you've got a history of trauma, or maybe you're going through an extra stressful time, this is going to be tenfold. The system is essentially just overwhelmed and full, and so it gets flooded really easily. So our goal becomes learning to soothe and prioritizing the soothing and calming of our nervous system, not just in the moments when we're getting angry about something that's bothering us, but as a really important standalone goal for our own well-being that of course then also functions as an investment in taking really good of our relationships. When we can stop beating ourselves up for these moments of crabbiness and lashing out and being grouchy and start to really give our systems a bit of more understanding and compassion, we can start to really do the more important work of saying, okay, my system is revving way too high. I need to start to help my system slow down and breathe. This is kind of like seeing your irritability or reactivity is basically just like a warning light on the dashboard of your car telling you that something needs to be tended to before it leads to bigger problems. So I want to encourage you to start thinking about your own emotional reactivity in this way. What needs to be tended to here? This might mean booking a therapy session to get a bit of extra support or have a safe place to unload and process some of this and to move out of essentially that pattern that we sometimes get into of just keeping our head down and pushing through and instead starting to step back and take better care of ourselves. It might be as simple as starting to ask yourself some questions like, Instead of what is wrong with me, what is it that I'm carrying right now? The other thing is that I find so many of us, myself included at times, we really don't give ourselves enough credit or acknowledgement for how much weight you actually are really carrying at any given moment. 
We finished our Reset Our Mindset group last month, and it was such an amazing experience to gather with this group of women who were talking about our lives and our growth and, you know, where we're getting stuck and how we want to evolve. And one of the themes that really came up was we started to look at, you know, where is our time and energy going? And one of the things that I encourage people to really think about was starting to track their invisible labor that they do. So all of those things that take up time and energy and space on their calendar that so many of us don't ever really stop to acknowledge. And instead, it's like all of these things we do, getting the groceries, cleaning the house, cooking food, attending appointments, all of these kind of things sometimes, and the list can go on and on, but sometimes these things that we do to meet our basic needs or the needs of those around us, we count them as zero. So when we add up the sum total of really all those places that are adding to and all of those things that are adding to, you know, our stress levels, there's often this whole other category that we're not even tracking or giving credit for. And so no wonder we sometimes feel a bit crazy and confused of why we're so overwhelmed or so reactive because we're not even tracking how much it is that you are actually doing, how much weight it is that you're actually carrying. And so this is just kind of a really human experience sometimes of when we are tired, when we are overworked, when we are overloaded it's like we kind of just collapse sometimes and sometimes our needs start to come out sideways our needs to slow down our needs to get calm our needs to maybe do less or delegate more or ask for support and it kind of just blasts out in these moments of venting and release And that can be one way of kind of getting ourselves through, but I would suggest that really a much more sustainable, easier way, both for yourself and the people around you, is to start to just really take your own needs a little more seriously in a direct way. So the second thing that sometimes contributes to people getting snappy and irritable with their partner or their loved ones is that there's actually a lot of built up resentment and frustration. For some couples, this might be things of a long history of, let's say, emotional injury, emotional betrayals, unresolved issues, or it could just be kind of something that's been bubbling up more recently. But instead of talking it out directly, or dealing with it in a more direct way, it's coming out sideways. It's coming out through these small other moments instead. So instead of tackling the bigger conflict, the bigger issue, it's like we end up fighting over all of these little proxy war kind of topics and things instead. So if you find yourself getting really frustrated with your partner for, let's say, you know, maybe they're leaving dishes in the sink, or maybe they're doing things that are just annoying you, you know, these small things that kind of just build up, It might be worth checking in to say, what are we fighting about really? What is it I'm really angry about here at the heart of it? And 
This might be that, you know, let's say if you and your partner have been kind of getting gridlocked in some of the conflicts or conversations that you've been trying to have, then this unresolved stuff just kind of blows up in all of these other smaller areas. So again, this might be a place to start getting curious about your experience and shifting out of the self-blame and self-attack of what's wrong with me, I'm being so grouchy and so snappy to instead looking at the bigger picture, is there something else that needs to be tended to on a relationship level? The third thing is that you might be avoiding the vulnerability of asking for what you need. So instead of asking softly, a lot of people armor up and basically try to get their needs met by asking through anger and punishment and frustration. Now, it's not like we're consciously doing this, right? We don't make a decision in our heads to say, you know, I'm going to stomp around the kitchen and he's going to get the point that I'm angry or that I need more support around here, right? It's not that we're necessarily thinking things on that level, but I want you to check in and just really notice how comfortable are you asking for support or help or change from a gentle, soft, non-emotional, calm, grounded place? Because what happens is when we hold those requests in for too long, it builds and builds and builds and comes out with anger and hostility. Something that might have just been a small thing now turns into a huge eruption. And I see a lot of women get stuck in this pattern because I think a lot of us kind of got the message somewhere that really asking people to do things for us means that we're being a burden, means that we're, you know, putting ourselves at risk of being indebted to somebody, means that we're risking judgment. And If you find that asking for support and help is a bit uncomfortable for you, you definitely want to go and check out episode number five because I'm doing a whole episode there about how you can ask for what you need without feeling that excruciating vulnerability or feeling like a burden to somebody. So the other thing that happens in this that I see women really uh, falling into is it's like we try to talk ourselves out of our need, right? We say, oh, I should just be more easygoing. It's not that big a deal. I'll just do it myself. But by the time you do that 10, 20, 30, 40 times, eventually your system pushes back and says, this pattern is not working for me. And Again, this starts to become really counterproductive in our relationships because instead of just asking for help, let's say for the dishes or whatever that thing is that's bothering you in that moment, we're angry, right? And we end up looking kind of irrational and unreasonable. And so now your partner doesn't know whether to take the need that you've been asking for seriously or whether you were just having a bad day that had nothing to do with them. So we end up perpetuating this cycle of not getting our needs met, essentially by kind of reneging, taking back, being embarrassed, and sometimes being extra nice later. 
I was talking to a client one time, one example that comes up is a woman who really had been doing way more than her fair share of the housework and the household maintenance that needed done. And what would happen is she'd be quiet. She'd be like, no, it's fine. Not a big deal. It's just laundry. It's just sweeping. It's just that. And she would talk herself out of needing what she needed, which was more equality and help in the house. And then eventually it would all bubble up. She'd kind of lose it on her partner and totally, you know, lose her temper and get really upset. And then, you know, a couple hours later, she'd feel really embarrassed about how she had behaved and she'd go back and apologize and then go back into this pattern of cleaning up stuff that was not her stuff to clean up. And so what's the message that her partner was getting in all of that, right? She was basically telling him, this has nothing to do with you. This was just my bad mood in this moment, which was totally not the case right? So the valid need was never actually getting addressed. So this is where we can also fall into this place of feeling like our partner or loved ones or friends should be able to mind read for us. If they really cared, they should be able to connect the dots. But really, you actually need to be the one to do that for them. So here's what I want you to do. So as long as you're not driving, if you're in a safe place where you can get out a piece of paper, I want to offer you a few questions to explore. So if you've been getting really cranky and frustrated lately, write out, what is the possible need that is being expressed through your frustration and anger? Write it out. What kind of support would you actually like to receive? And what would make your week easier this week? What could you take off of your plate? What could you say no to? What could you cancel? What could you do to lighten some of the overwhelm and overdrive that your system might be functioning in? What could you let go of to make more room for calm, for rest, for slowing down? So, If this feels interesting for you, I'd also like to invite you to consider joining our circle of women that are gathering for our Reset Our Mindset program. This is starting, um, I believe, mid-January now is when we're going to be starting up. And this is a gathering of women that are going to be doing a three-week deep dive into our own healing and growth and vibrancy and starting to reset some of our patterns and behaviors that are keeping us stuck in overwhelm, overdrive, and unhappiness. So we're going to basically be spending some time on looking at what it is that you might be thirsty for, what it is that's been stopping you from feeling as vibrant and free and calm and centered as you really want to feel, and supporting each other essentially in just our own up-leveling and our own rise. So if this feels like something that you know that you would benefit from and you would love this circle of support and to be able to be having these conversations with like-minded women, then send me a message and I will send you all the details. So you can connect with me either on Instagram and DM me, or you can also email me at 
april at lovelossproject.com. All right, I will see you then. Take care. Bye.